0: Welcome back. Time for another episode, Closing the Wealth Gap. You know, there's a widening wealth gap between the haves and the have nots. So, which side are you on? And how do you bridge that gap? Gain greater economic control, freedom, security for yourself and your loved ones. Well, that's what this show is about Closing the Wealth Gap. The only show with weekly workable tips, ideas, and suggestions for average income earners like you on how to regain control of your financial future. the man who's helped millions, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, Paul. How you doing today, buddy? Well, you know, anxious. Every time you come in, you start reminding me of what I haven't done. You bring me <laughs> another book, you bring me another idea, and I go, oh, yeah, I, gotta, I didn't look at the last one here. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. <laughs> Which I think is what today's topic is, the high cost of procrastination. We all think we're saving money, we're saving grief, we're saving anxiety, I don't want to think about this, I don't want to spend for it, and yet, what are we gaining? We know we got to do it. Right. So It's easier to put it off. Easier to put it off. And I always say to people, I said to you before, maybe I've come up with the answer, I don't deny it, I just delay it or defer it.
1: Wow, that's incredible. And you're right, that's exactly what's going on.
0: I don't deny that I have to do these things. I just don't want to do them today.
1: And it's not just you. It's 95% of the population that decides to put this thing off.
0: And you know why? Because, one, I don't understand it. And you confuse me, you lose me. I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to feel dumb, so uh, I don't have... the interest to dive into topics i don't understand easily you want to talk about football i don't think i really understand but i'll talk it with you all day long because i think i know football right right so uh, that's part of it it's not pleasant Uh, there's no instant reward talk about me buying a new car i don't need a new car i really don't but I'll talk to you about it, endlessly. I'll go look at a new car because it's that's fun. It fires the the dopamine in my brain. Here, I, I get a I get a a jolly a jolt out of that. I don't get a jolly or a jolt thinking about closing the wealth gap or or uh, planning for the future.
1: And you know what? Let's focus on that. We got to ask ourselves, why is that? And why is it? it's, it's the advertisers that's constantly bombarding you with all this information to buy this car or buy this product. Right, but.
0: Think about it. Making me feel like I need it and how great I'll feel. I feel. I love the ads today now. It immediately comes on and there's a girl riding a horse with her hair flowing in the wind. And I, 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 I giggle now. I say, Is that going to be toilet paper? Is that going to be a car? Is that deodorant? What's going to give me that free feeling? You know, we, we associate buying with making us feel good. Because. Why don't I feel good when I buy this stuff?
1: think about it. None of this stuff is taught in school. People are taught to, you know, go out, get an education, get a high paying job. Right. But n- really not thinking about how to manage that income. And no. so a lot of times you're not getting bombarded with information telling you to get your affairs together. You may get bombarded with information about retirement. Right. But that's. 10 20 30 years from now
0: and it's always picturing the fun i'm going to have in retirement i'm not going to be sick i'm not going to be old i'm not going to be penniless it's just going to be fun we're going to finally have fun. that was my father's view of it after working his ass off for his whole life he's finally going to have fun except by the time he got there it wasn't so much fun my mother had parkinson's mm. uh you know uh he didn't he he didn't have enough money saved right uh it, it, those years weren't the fun years he had hoped for
1: well looking back at my family my dad worked for uh wonder bread
0: (laughs) wonder bread i love wonder yeah right
1: and man we we lived off wonder bread and we just there was a stable in our household (laughs) but watching my dad get up every morning uh he drove it took him about maybe an hour to get to work right an hour back in traffic and when he
0: wasn't so wonderful working for wonder bread
1: but he was, he was responsible.
0: Yes, exactly. We and so were, a right. lot
1: of times, you know, we wanted Dad to be at it. Then I was in a band when I was in high school. So we wanted huh. Dad to be at our, you know, practices or, or you know, at That's our right. performances. But a lot of times he couldn't be there. Right. Because he had to work, you know. And he ended up with a great retirement, a great, you know, great pension. But, you know, at what cost?
0: Yeah, right. At what cost? At what cost? And did he feel like he had any freedom at any point in his life here? No, he was... Not going to say forced, but he he was obligated. Obligated, to, right. he was
1: obligated to do it. Right. And again, you know, he you know he wouldn't. I mean, he loved taking care of his family. Yeah, you know, he's not going to he's
0: you know. not going to bitch him on like people of that generation did. But but,
1: but there's a trade off. There's a cause and effect trade off for doing that. And well, all I'm saying is today, just like you know, building wealth, it's a it's a decision that yeah. everybody has to come to. And thing is, some people do it early in life. Some people do it later in life, but they, they come to that decision, and sometimes they give up. They'll say, well, you know what? I'm past the point of no return. Well, it's too yeah,
0: late. I feel it, too. But let's go back to the key question we were talking about here. So what gets you off the dime? What gets you off the dime? What gets you to make a decision? You know you got to do it. You don't want to do it. You don't understand how to do it you think it'll cost a bunch of money and you don't want to put money into something that you don't get an immediate payoff for an immediate uh, thrill or excitement when i buy a new coat or a new car i feel like i got something for it but i go buy an annuity or i go buy insurance or i go buy some retirement uh, plan i don't instantly feel like i got anything here and yet what you got is peace of mind what you got is freedom
1: you know, I tell you, Robert. But you got
0: his control.
1: Robert, there's an author. His name is Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote this book called Rich famous. Dad Poor Dad.
0: Yeah, famous.
1: And he'll tell you, he, the you know, he enjoyed writing that book, and he'll tell you that he's not a he's not a best uh, writing author. He's a best selling author. Yeah, it makes right. a big difference. Yeah, so, right. But he wrote this book because it's real. It's real. He talks, real. He talks yeah. about real things. So he wrote this book called The Cash Flow Quadrant. And all it means is that there's a quadrant of, of four, meaning that take a piece one, of
0: paper and draw one line up and one down and make four boxes. Make
1: four boxes, and so in that first box you put an E. The second box down under the E you put an S, right next to the E you put an I, and then under the B uh, you put a B, and then under the B you put an I.
0: Right. So
1: the E stands for employee. The S stands for self-employed. Right. The B stands for business owner, and the I stands for investor and what he was saying is that you have to get to a point to get to the revelation that which
0: box do you want which to be in?
1: do you, what do you want to be in so prior to that rich dad poor dad broke it down is based on a financial statement so this goes back to how do you get off the dime you have to find out where you are and wh- what are you doing why are you doing this? Why are you getting up every day? Why right. are you, uh, what why do you are want? You, what, what do you want? So that's the first thing you have to figure out. What is it that you really want?
0: My dad wanted security of having a paycheck and having a company take care of me. Worked for Chrysler for 40 years. Started off in the assembly line, ended up as a vice president. You know, okay. only in America. But at the end, Chrysler didn't take care of him the way he thought. Chrysler cut back on the benefits. Uh, Chrysler wasn't the all powerful uh, answer to all of life's questions as it went on and he realized he could have made more money had he been in had he been done things himself when he was a consultant at the end after he retired took early retirement after 40 years took early retirement wow uh in his late 50s early 60s he made twice as much money working half as much let me say that again he worked twice he made. He twi- made. twice as much dollars even i stumble on it twice yes. as much money half as many hours he would only work six months a year and he ended up with twice as much money right because he real, now he didn't get benefits didn't get some other things but there was a lot more money in the expertise than he had acquired than chrysler was compensating him for so, basically, he started his own business. Started his own business because he and many other uh, auto executives back in the 80s got laid off. And then the companies realized we, we let all the guys with the gray hair go. They We don't know what we're doing. So, we brought a lot of them back as consultants to help us answer these questions. We thought it was good because we don't have to pay pension, pensions and benefits. Right. And, therefore, we'll pay them more. And he already had the pensions and benefits. He just wanted the salary. He made more money in those 10 years of consulting than he did in 20 years of working for the man, working for the corporation. And think about this.
1: He came to a realization, meaning that he had to mind his own business. Yeah. So a lot of times if you don't have the fortitude to start your own business, then what you have to do is look at your assets and your liabilities, meaning that your asset column. And we're getting back to financial statements. Income and expense, asset and liabilities. Your asset column is actually your business. Right. And that's what you're managing.
0: And then he ended up, so you've got the employee, the business owner. What was the S one? The S is self-employed. Self-employed. So he was kind of that. He was self-employed and he had had a small business. A a one-man band being a consultant. And at the end, he realized he still didn't have enough. My dad was a top-level executive for Chrysler in the 60s. I think it is most. he made four thousand dollars a month. That was a lot of money in 1960 <laughs> right. but so his pension was based on that amount of money. Shoot, you know most people make more than an awful lot of people make more than three or four thousand dollars. as you said, the starting you know lowest guy in the totem pole made more than my dad did at his ultimate height. so therefore, when it came time to his pension, his pension was paltry. You know, he was getting, I don't know, $1,000 a month or something here, plus Social Security. He got his, And it was like, this isn't enough to live on. He thought it was in 1960, but in 1990, it wasn't anymore. And so, yes, he made some more money, which allowed him to pay off the house and do some other things. But income? So he had to become a small investor, and he got pretty good at playing the stock market with a little bit like hundred grand, and he'd play it and he'd make about 10 percent return on it and that extra 10 grand is what kept him alive the all the work he put into becoming an executive in the end because of inflation and and the cost of living that he couldn't project wasn't enough and he got a pension less than one out of ten of us are going to get pensions anymore imagine you know me i don't get a pension right so it wasn't enough and he found he had to learn another skill late in life uh, to to roll the dice and learn to make money passively off the money he'd already earned. And again, it gets it, it goes back to that. What's going to get you off the dime to,
1: to motivate you or inspire you to actually take responsibility for your financial future? Well,
0: you know, there's only two things they say that motivate you. Fear and, fear greed. and greed. And so my dad never could he would never leave the company he was offered other jobs along the way but I'm going to stay true and loyal to Chrysler and then the end he was kind of bitter and burned out they pushed him out like they did so many other executives the pension wasn't worth what he thought it was going to be they cut back on his benefits over time kept cutting things out cutting back which angered him and annoyed him I gave you 40 years. You promised to take care of me for the next 40. Now, you don't want to honor that promise anymore here. And so along the way, he had to become a self-employed businessman. He didn't want to, but he was forced to when he was forced out early. And then he had to learn to take what little money he had and invest it better to supplement what he thought would be enough to carry him.
1: Right. So it goes back to... Paradigms
0: because there's another there's a huge paradigm shift paradox <laughs> he was stuck in a and box it, there. And so
1: it's not just fear and it's not just greed anymore it's humiliation yeah humiliation right. is actually causing people to take a look at what's really going on yeah and 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 you know looking at their best interests as opposed to somebody else's yeah meaning that you you you're in a position to whereas you're making the top five percent richer but the but the lower ninety five percent is getting, poor, well, you're getting and poor. Get me into
0: politics here. So give me you know the, the gap is. We know it that the that uh, since at least the eighties, uh, we've seen the growth in the upper five percent grow enormously. Even my father used to say, "I don't want to get too deep into politics here," but you know, my father was an upper level executive. He was a vice president. I don't know many, how many there were, but there weren't a lot of them. And he said, "You know, in those days there was a there was a." Um, certainly a difference between when he worked on the line when he was a kid to when he worked in the corporate headquarters but the gap wasn't that big there was a gap there it was big enough you know we lived in the nice part of town not the bad part of town but it wasn't like it is now if it was 10 times now it's a thousand times ten thousand times that upper group has grown the bottom group has grown a little bit but we've done it by having to Two of us have to work now. My mom didn't have to work. Now two of us have to work to ha- maintain that same lifestyle. You have to work longer. My dad, I can't retire at 60 or 62. I'm going to have to work longer, and both of us are going to have to work. And we're going to have to be smarter about whatever we have accumulated. We've got to become investors. We've got to take care of what assets we've acquired.
1: We've even cre- we even created a new category. It's called the working poor. The working poor, yeah. The working poor. And so if, you, if, if you're content... In being in that that class, because you know, the paycheck middle class away from one, disaster. So we don't. When you look at a middle class right now, really the middle class in the United States that should be the wealthy class. Yeah, and I'm not talking about rich. And
0: it used to be the biggest class. Now I argue it's become the sh- not just the shrinking, but the smaller class. The poor, the ranks of the poor have grown. More people have been pushed into the poor, or have accelerated into the wealthy, but that middle class, which we all depended upon, seems to evaporate. I'll give you an example I use all the time, and maybe this will strike home. I grew up in the Midwest, hardworking people. My dad was the first one to, to, he never went to college, but he worked his way up out of the ghetto into the upper ranks. We literally in Detroit crossed from that eight mile that you can go read about in uh, uh, M&M's movies and stuff that differentiated where the poor were and where the suburbs were where the where the working class were and the managers were so he made that jump rest of his relatives didn't they all worked in the factories until the day they died and even then you could still earn a middle class wage meaning you could own a home send your kids to school and maybe even have a few bucks to have a few fun to buy a boat or something or whatever and all it was predicated on is that you'd work hard Might not be fun work, working in a factory is miserable. But if you were willing to put up with it, or a mine or a mill, you could make a middle class wage with nothing but a strong back and a will to work. Those days are gone. Those factories and mines and mills, as we know, have closed. Why? Because they've been replaced. That kind of labor, that kind of low skilled, no skilled labor, has been replaced by robots. And so more and more the opportunities to just get by are leaving us so you're now having to work in working poor you're gonna have to work down and just work on minimum wage and survive day to day and have two or three jobs uh i worry that too many of us the aging population will find us we've got too little money and we're going to be having to work side jobs second jobs when we should be not working at all
1: there's a there's a, a line in the movie called Moneyball. yeah and Brad Pitt was talking to one of the coaches. He told him, adapt or die.
0: Adapt or die. And I'm afraid a lot of us are going to die because we're not adapting. We, so I uh, don't want to get into politics, but we, the first guy that comes in and promises is going to make it just like it was. We all flock to them and say, please turn back the cans of time. But it's not. The number of people employed... Uh, in factories mines and mills have been on a steady decline since the 50s and there's no reason whatever we do it's going to rebound sorry folks those jobs my relatives aren't going to make 100 grand or 70 grand putting tires on cars anymore ain't going to happen no matter what you do a robot's going to do that work so uh and lucky me i'm part of the generation that's going to be the longest lived generation in history not one of us but lots of us are going to live into the 90s maybe the 100s what the hell are we going to do with ourselves, and how are we going to pay for it? We also, the generation going in, only one out of ten of us have a pension. We've we got a little bit of Social Security coming. Maybe, hopefully. Is that enough to live on? We've got $50,000 in the bank and a, and a house. Is that enough to carry us for 50 years? I don't think so. Well, again, it goes back to the, 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 the times. You know, reading
1: the, reading the TV's of the time right now. And so people have to evolve, because that's what we're going through. We're going through a transition period right now. Very ugly, you, very
0: difficult transition. But
1: you have to take the bull by the horns today, and you have to do this by yourself.
0: You, you don't but, have but to. Again, you you can really stand on the sidelines and cry, and you can bone, and you can be part of those get run over, or you can take charge and do something.
1: Well, it used to be a time when people had a financial advisor, or they had a uh, uh, an analyst, or they had, you know, but today... Things are changing, meaning that if you're talking about finance and you're not looking at somebody's entire picture, you're doing your client a disservice. So what people are becoming... Uh, Advisors are becoming coaches now. They're becoming trainers
0: now. I love that. We talked about that at length here. We all need a coach. I don't know if I need an advisor just trying to sell me what he wants to sell me. Exactly. But I need a coach. I need somebody in my corner to make me stronger and faster and tougher and better and to hold me accountable and make sure I get this stuff done because it's too important.
1: And even a lot of the companies are adapting, like a lot of insurance companies, uh, just like long-term care. Which is very, very important for a lot of seniors, oh. but, but again, because people are we procrastinated, on yeah, because they procrastinate, they can't afford it. So now, a lot of the insurance products, the life insurance products, are actually adding long-term care riders with those with those particular policies. Also, just like they got uh, retirement insurance contracts now, which twenty years ago that was unheard of. Now people are actually saving money in their life insurance policies that they can actually use to supplement their incomes. Well, we're jumping retirement. all
0: over the place. I want to stick and close with one issue. What can we do? How, how do we get people to wake up? Is it fear? I've tried to give you enough fear today. How about greed? How about living a better life in the final years of your life? How about, how about not falling prey to the same problems your neighbor's going to have?
1: The issue, and I, I keep going back the same the same issue Paul people have to make a decision and then what they have to do is find out where they are you have to well, i know that, it's, that, i know it's boring as far as looking at financial statements but people have to look at their income and expenses assets and liabilities and if you're if your expenses are higher than your income you
0: got a problem you know what we're all in some way shopaholics and we've got to stand up and admit i got a problem first first step in the 12 step program is I got a problem. You got and you got to admit it. You have to admit it. And we got to admit it. And we got to admit that we've been hiding, we, we've, we're heading into an uncertain time. We're heading into old age, which is going to be a lot longer and a lot more expensive than we've planned for. And we've got to wake up before it is too late and find a way to make sure we cl- not only close the wealth gap, but add some peace of mind and security to what could be a very uncertain unsecure time ahead
1: paul i tell you it's a, a lot of my clients and i tell them again i'm not talking about my high-end clients they're yeah, fine they're fine but when we talk about that 95 i tell them but we talk about a paradigm shift you know just like holidays there's no there's no law there's no rules saying that you have to participate in every single holiday <laughs>
0: yeah you do <laughs> come on
1: so some of those dollars, some of those holiday dollars that you're actually spending to, to enrich the 1% and the 5%, why not take some of those dollars and put it towards your own program? Or that time.
0: That time. Imagine if you just set aside some time. Right now you work and you relax. You work and you, and you zone out. That's what, that was the factory mentality. You work your butt off and you come home and you zone out. What if you worked a little less and zoned a little and, and learned a little more. You know, all of that. It, I like that. It, it's a, it is a paradigm shift, but it means... I, I'll give you another example. I mean, put it another way. I never learned how to do anything with my hands. My father grew up the hard way, had to fix everything, knew how to do it everything. I grew up relatively affluent, upper suburbs. I didn't have to struggle. I didn't have to learn how to fix a car or, or uh, patch a hole in a wall until I bought my own house. And people started coming up, and they wanted $500 to do this. And I thought, the hell is that? I can figure out how to paint this. I can figure out how to do that. And I had to, bit by bit, go out and get tools. And it was ugly, and it was hard. And I'd go to Home Depot. They were my coach. And they'd teach me, bit by bit, how to patch something, how to fix something. I'd do something. And I didn't do it because I wanted to. I did it because I had to. I had to. Although I couldn't afford to pay everybody what they wanted to do. Once I took on this house, I took on a burden and a responsibility. Think of your life and your life's plan that same way. You've, whether you like it or not, it's in your hands. And you can pay somebody to do it, or you can let it fall apart and disrepair. Or you can take care of it yourself. Learn to take care of it yourself.
1: I'll tell you what, though. There's one other point I'd like to interject. Uh, there's a lot of people making a lot of money on the Internet today. From home.
0: Well, well That's because the opportunities are endless today to do side jobs, to make extra money, to do things, and to educate yourself. You say, I can't learn how to invest. I can't learn how to uh, uh, balance uh, my my income and expense. I can't learn to do these things. I don't want to. I can't. That's a mindset. That's a mindset. And that's why they created YouTube and everything else. My daughter and son-in-law, the first thing they do is go to YouTube. There's an answer for everything there. That's why they go look for an app like yours.
1: I tell you I used to had had a giant dictionary on my desk years ago. Yeah, right. Now it's just on my phone. Yeah. You know I just
0: google the, the it. The world is at your fingertips. Yes, use it.
1: Use it. Use it. It's a it's a dynamite resource.
0: Yeah, quit, quit complaining and take action. Now, next week you're going to ask me, "What did you do, Paul?" I'm saying, "Well, this isn't for me." <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to do anything. I'm too young. <laughs> I'm too busy. I don't like this stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm the poster child for the problem. It's me. I, I admit it, and we've all got to find ways to admit it and do something about it. The first step is admit it. Second step is do something. But I hope you'll help me with both. Well, once that paradigm shift
1: actually takes place, a lot of people are going to they're going to do what the Joneses are doing, and the, the Joneses are going to have financial coaches in the future, and they're going to be getting themselves together financially because nobody I didn't think else I was is ever going to
0: health care. My dad, and mom never exercised a day in their life. They certainly never went to a gym. I do both because I realize I don't want to end up with them sick and burdened in problems like they are so I'm going to try and fight that off as much as possible it's so there's a, shift. there's an ordinary example of something I did they never did that I do on a regular basis not cuz I love it cuz I know I need to and I look I don't want to be like them I want to I, I'm going to prepare for that future more than they did right
1: and we're also in that stage of continuing learning
0: Yes. If you're not going forward, Paul, you're going backwards. Well, my dad always used to say life is a parade. This is way long ago. Life is a parade. You're either going to get passed by or run over. But one way or another, you can't just stand there and stay still. Time waits for no man. (laughs) <laughs> All right. All of these are true, but I still don't, it's hard to get me to do something here. How do they get do something if they want to contact you or learn more? Well,
1: you're going to go to my website at tyronefrench.com or you're going to tap my app. That's tyronefrench.com. Tap
0: your app. I like that sound. That's yeah. cool tap your app can they just download the app it's just free
1: it's a free download yeah okay. as long as you have a phone it's a mobile app and uh, you just download it and all of a sudden you have instant contact with me and my my system is running 24 hours a day seven days a and week and the
0: team that you're building that they can access through that app of other advisors of other experts and the information like these shows and other things that you're collecting it's a wealth of it's a library it's a network it's an instant connection to you All of that and more waiting there, right at the fingertips. You're listening to us. Take one more step and tap on it. Go there today. Do it right now and see what happens. Sounds good. All right. We'll be back with more. Closing the wealth gap. It's not as hard as you think, but you got to admit you have a problem. You're falling behind. And you got to do something today. You took the first step. You listen to this. Take the tech of one and go learn more. And come back as we continue to give you tips and ideas and inspiration to close the wealth gap.